That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to Just a Sip. I am Justin Sylvester, and I'm actually really excited about this podcast. There is a show that I am obsessed with. It's called The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's this little show that has been coming on for the last 10 years. Um, And I don't know the inner workings of it. I mean, I saw Unreal, but I know sometimes that's heightened. I know that's all BS sometimes. So I'm going to get the real tea from somebody who's been both in front of the camera and behind the inner workings on a show like this. Please welcome Wells Adams. I'm sitting here with the master of radio and podcast. I have to ask you, yeah. how do you like my setup? This is not a this isn't a podcast, Justin. This is this is the only <laughs> this is the only time I've been invited to go to a podcast where I, where it's said to be camera ready. You know what? Podcasts are ra- like radio. Like you don't need to see what they look like. No, no, for sure, but I'm a visual person. Yeah. So this is a TV show. Yes. Thanks for having me on your television show, Justin. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I really really appreciate it. And it's so funny because whenever we throw names around here, uh-huh. it's always people that we're super interested in yeah. and who we don't know much about. Yeah. And we I couldn't feel get like, anyone this week. So you're like, let's just call up Wells. No, it was not that at all. <laughs> that was last week when we tried to hit you up. But this week we actually really wanted you because I feel like there's so much about you that I don't know. And we've become friends this last year because yeah. we've worked together on the red carpets. But first off, how are you doing? I'm doing great. This is a wonderful podcast set you have here it's crazy right yeah i haven't done anything today i, I woke up you look like you just woke up F- you is this guy say it yeah. oh okay. yeah yeah <laughs> yes okay uh but thank you for being honest about it no, no you look refreshed oh really you look like you know like when white men have money they just look <laughs> like they like roll out of bed and like that white t-shirts that's, and jeans that, and like it's like you know that's, that's what jillan all wears out in a daily basis mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i woke up i uh i worked out a little bit I took a steam, and I came to hang out with you, and now I'm drinking. Isn't it so good? It is very good, but it's early. I, what is this? It's apple cider vinegar. Gross. Lemon juice, mm-hmm. tequila, and ice. Is it like, do you do the apple cider thing because it's like good for your gut? Or, yes. Yeah? Okay. And I just think that it helps the tequila go down and get processed a little bit yeah. easier. Like, it tricks my body yeah. into thinking that I'm doing some healthy ass but really I'm getting lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because tequila makes you want to throw up, and then yes. the, the vinegar makes you not throw up. Yeah. Smart. The vinegar makes it go down. Yeah, yeah. So it just is like, okay, we're going to get it all down. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Remind everybody what season of The Bachelor that you were on. I don't even know. I think... It was JoJo Fletcher. JoJo season. Fletcher. So I think it was Bachelorette season 12. Mm. And I lasted, I believe, seven episodes. You actually left in week six. Okay. I did my research. Yeah, but I did a men tell all, so that got me the seven. It got you the seven. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) How do you know that? It's called research. Um, How did you even get on The Bachelor? Like, who talked you in to, like, giving and putting yourself out there? Okay, so this story is kind of funny. Um, My brother is, like, the most gregarious, wonderful... um, really he's the good looking one in the family he's hot yeah he's awesome his name is brett and he, definitely trying to hook up with him at the wedding yeah well he's married but still it, going for you, it yeah you should as you should 100 um but he was 
he lives in Brentwood in Los Angeles and he has like one bar he goes to. It's called Q's. Mm -hmm. And um, and he was there and he was kind of like holding court. He was just like big man on campus. And a casting director saw him and walked over and was like, you have enamored everyone around you. You are so fun to watch. I need to know who you are. And he was like, yeah, okay. And then he, she gave uh, her his card and was like, I work for The Bachelor. I want you to be on The Bachelorette. So he went through the entire casting process. And the thing that people don't realize about the casting process is it takes a very long time. How long? Uh, for me, it was like four or five months. Like, wow. It was a very long time. They have to vet you. Yeah. You have to meet a ton of people. Yeah. It's like that. Well, yeah, I'll get into that part for okay. you down the road. But like, it just takes a long time. And in that win that swatch of time, in that window of time, he ended up finding someone and basically called him up and was like, hey, listen, I, I, I met a girl. And now he's married to her. So it worked yeah. out. But he's one of those guys that like never burns a bridge. Like he is friends with everyone that he's ever met. Yes. And so this was like seven, eight years ago. Well, now it's longer because... It was like seven, eight years ago when he told me about it. I did a radio show in Nashville, and I used to do this radio bit where I would go on auditions for, like, stupid commercials. And I'm not an actor at all. But it was, like, a funny bit that I would do with my co-host where we'd, like, run lines. Yeah. For, like, Meow Mix commercials. Meow, 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 exactly. meow, meow, And so I'd be so excited about my Meow Mix commercial or, like, <laughs> uh, or like my Chinette paper plate commercial I that I got. I where this is going. And then so I would go and I would bomb intentionally because it wasn't about me. I didn't want to be an actor. It wasn't about me getting the part. It was about me having, having the, the bit the next day yes. of, like, what you didn't get the Chinette paper plate commercial. Like, <laughs> you could, like, how did you screw up the Meow Mix line? Like, it was how just you, meow. By the <laughs> way, I ask that to myself all the time. How did you that? Yeah. And so I would be inconsolable and my co-hosts would be like berating me. And it was like a funny bit we did. So then I became single and my brother was like, hey, man, I'm still friends with this casting director for The Bachelorette. Do you want to like meet with them? And I was like, this is going to be the funniest radio bit ever because I'm going to be like too douchey for, to get on, to the, get show. on the Bachelorette. You yes. Know? And lo and behold, not too douchey. Just the right amount of douche. But did you go in with your normal level of douche or did you add some extra to try to like to try to throw them off and try to get the whole bit going? I went in like super laissez faire. So they um, it was at a hotel in Nashville and I like was I, I can't believe I did this. But like at the time it, it, it was a necessity, but it's it seems so big timey. I told them, I said, hey, listen, I've got a morning show. At this time, I was doing three shows. So I was like, I got a morning show, and then I have an afternoon drive show. So I have a window um, of like 11.30 to 12.30 that I can do this. Yeah. I have a hard out. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and they were like. And they were like, okay, fine, totally. Yeah. But I, in my, their minds, they must have like, who the f*** does this guy think he is, you know? No, I think they knew your brother, and they were probably like, maybe he's the big Lebowski as well. Maybe. I don't know. So uh, I go to this hotel and I get to the lobby. So I'm the first guy because I have a heart out. Yeah. So I go there and I'm wearing like a jean jacket and like probably this exact shirt. <laughs> I'm, actually, it's probably this outfit, but with a jean jacket. Which I've seen you in yeah. a few times because you wear that to rehearsal. Yes, I have a uniform, yes. all right? <laughs> so I get there and I look around and every guy is in a suit because in their minds, they're like, I need to look like I'm supposed to look when I get out of a limo. Yes. And I was like, oh, shit, I am underdressed for this. Don't you hate that feeling? Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Like, but, but, but in my mind, I'm like, this is great. Like, this is such great radio fodder. The bit is going like, to be I'm, I'm starting off so badly. <laughs> so, uh, so then they, they call me up and they sit, they sit you down and like, it's kind of similar to this situation. Where they sit you down and it was two female casting directors and they just started asking me questions. And they were like, they were like, first off, why the hell do you got to leave at in like four, in like 45 minutes. And I was like, oh, I have a, I have a radio show. And they're like, Oh great. Do your radio bit. And luckily enough, I had done my morning show. So I already had done like four bits. So you were good. So I like just word vomited, like the four bits I had about like Justin Bieber peeing in like a, a trash can and like how that was the luckiest trash can ever. You know, like <laughs> it was like some stupid bit yes. like that. And I had them like rolling laughing where I was like, Oh, this is, I thought like I was, thought I was being so like 
ridiculous. Yeah, like ridiculous, and like I didn't care. Yeah, I wasn't really. I was at the time. I wasn't really trying to get on the show. I just thought like this would be a really funny radio bit. Yes. Um, but they were like dying laughing, and I remember afterwards they were like, "So, what are you doing in um, March and April?" And I was like, "I, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, but uh, yeah. I don't know." And they're like, "Well." Maybe block that out. We need to see you in Los Angeles. And then I was like, oh, I guess I did. You made it to the next round. Yeah. So then they fly you out to Los Angeles and then you take a uh, 500 question psychology test. Psyche Val. Okay. By the way, people don't realize, which I think is bullshit. I think it's like a, I think what they actually do is you take the Psyche Val and they just have to say, like, in case someone goes rogue on that show, they have to say, well, we psyche valved them yeah. and we tested them and they didn't seem crazy. Yeah. X, Y, and Z. I don't really think, because I've seen some crazy people on reality shows yeah. pass that psyche valve. Well, yeah. But have you seen the questions? I I was on a reality show, so I had to take the psyche valve. Yeah. But we'll get to that later on. Keep on going yeah. with your story. Well, I just remember taking the, the questions of like, do you want to be a park ranger? And they'll be like, nah, I don't want to be a park ranger. Have you ever had feelings of hurting animals? Yeah, yeah and then you're like... Do you, do you, yeah, exactly. Like, do you think that people are out to get you? Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. rethink the, the park ranger question yes. now. When you hear things, do they come from inside your yeah, head? Yeah, yeah. Or out? I'm like, do you hear voices? I'm like, bitch, what is going yeah, on yeah. here? I remember taking that, that, and then you're all alone in like the Sheraton by the LAX. And I was like, I don't know. I'm scared now. Then you started thinking <laughs> yeah. that you're crazy. Like, maybe I do want to kill somebody. By the way, I had a girlfriend who went on Bad Girls Club. This is before we knew what Bad Girls Club mm-hmm. was about. She was like one of the first girls on one of the first seasons or the second season. Yeah. And she was telling me about it. And I was like, there's no way that bitch is getting on that show. Yeah. She will not be able to pass the psyche down. Meanwhile, this bitch, first person in the house. Yeah. She was there first, like bells and whistles on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're looking for crazy, unstable people. Yeah. Well, I wasn't, I don't think I was crazy or unstable. I beg different. But yeah, let's go. Fair. So, so I take that, and then like you know, they have like a private eye that go- goes through like your, and that came up clean, th- thankfully. Um, and then they, you do like a, a, an STD test. Yes. Also, luckily, clean. Clean. Yep. Uh, and then that you go and you do like what's called an ITM, which is like mm-hmm. the interview that you see on The Bachelor, where it's like someone just sitting and kind of like looking. A, a little bit off camera being like, I can't believe that Tammy said that, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And they were like, Hey man, do a radio bit. And I was like, I already did this. All right. And so I was like, Oh, I need context. And they're like, well, I don't know. I was like, well, what's the, what song am I coming out of? And they're like, uh, green day. I said, okay, well, what's coming up next? And then they were like, uh, they started naming things. And I said, okay, what day of the week is it? What's my spot? And I started asking them all these questions. And then once I got the information, that I did a radio bit. And then I had like my in and out. Because I, I was just like a- You're professional. I was a radio You're guy. You're seasoned. Yeah. yeah. So the, they were like, oh, okay. Like, this I think they good. thought that like I, I had like a podcast. You know, like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't really- <laughs> No offense. No, no. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Offense I, taken. Yeah. Uh, but I think that they didn't think I was like a, like a, it was my job. Because you are a legit radio host. Yeah. Like I went to school for it. So then, then afterwards, what's crazy is afterwards they take you into another room and there's all these people sitting there. And I was like, they're like, Hey, this is, these are the, this is production. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, and there's a huge TV. I was like, Oh, you guys were all watching watching me. And they're like, yeah, have a seat. So then you sit down and then the real interview begins and you sit down in front of everybody that makes the show. And then they start grilling you. Like crazy. It's so crazy, and, right? And that's how you get on the show. So at this point, you're still thinking this is going to be a funny bit. Or are you at the point where you're like, all right, I might actually get on the show and this could be good for me. Like, where are you? Like, where are you at in your mind? Yeah. So like, l- let's do like time frame from when I did that, like first audition for like the radio thing. And when I went out to L.A. was months, months apart. Yes. Right. So in that time, I had I had been I had just gotten broken up with, but like in that time, um, I had realized some like kind of bad things about that breakup, and like I was like pretty beaten down, yeah. and I got into like kind of a dark place of like 
this is never going to work for me. Like I've gone, I've had like three or four relationships yeah. that like have failed. And so then in my mind, I was like, you know what? Why everything else hasn't worked. Maybe this will work. I don't know. You so know? you were looking for love. I, I think by the time that like I got to LA, I was like, I don't know if I was looking for love. I was like open to like, yeah, Trying. this, this could work. Yeah. And you know, if it doesn't, I mean like all the other like typical ways that I had tried dating that everyone had tried dating, uh, hadn't worked for me. I was like, maybe this one will work. And if it does, it'll be a super dope story to tell. And like my grandkids can like watch it on YouTube if yeah. they want, you know, like that's the way I was like justifying or working it out. And I was like, I, at the time I was 31, I was like, you know, th it's time to like grow up and, you know, find your forever person. And I thought I had found that with the last person, but I hadn't. Yeah. And, um, and so at that point, I was like, I was kind of bought in. And I was like, this will be, and, uh, and I was like, nothing else will be like a really fun experience for yeah. me, just to like see what happens. And you don't, I mean, like for you, like you don't like being, I mean, like I like being in a house full of dudes, obviously. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't mind. Like, yeah. so for me, that experience would have been fun. Yeah. Like to get that like fraternity type feel. Is that the type of dude you are? Like, do you like that? Like, like, I don't know. Some people just can't live in a house with 25 other people. Yeah. Uh, it was easy for me. It was easy for you. Yeah, but I'm a like I'm a, I feel like I'm a people person, and I'm good at like kind of deflecting drama, and so it wasn't hard for me to like live in that world. And the other the other thing that I had a leg up over everyone else is that I had worked in radio for at that time like 11 years prior, so I was always really good at self editing because I had the FCC breathing down my neck every mm. day. So I was able to go on that show and say what I wanted to say without saying the thing that everyone wanted me to say and sounding stupid, you know, yes. and like knowing how to, you know, say everyone's name before I said the funny or crazy thing so they couldn't edit it differently and all that kind of stuff. I was smart enough ab about that to not look stupid on TV. Oh, I worked in reality TV yeah, for a, you know. a better part of eight motherfucking years. <laughs> And I tell everybody, you say the name before and uh -huh. after. And after. Yeah, and yeah. after. Mm -hmm. You make sure you put the last name in there, too. Because yeah. if there's an Adam C and an Adam B, and you just say Adam, yeah. well, Adam's getting oh, it. Because yeah. <laughs> you have to be ready. you got to be sure. prepared. Yeah. At what point, like, because, I don't know, I just, I'm trying to put, I know there will never be a gay bachelor, and I know I will never get the chance to yeah. buy for 25 men's <laughs> situations. ABC, if you're watching, I would love to do it if you want to hand out <laughs> ties or whatever they would do for the gays. I'm here for um, it. I'm here for it, too. Uh, but by week six, were you like, I don't know if I can do this anymore? Was there ever a point where you were like, I made a mistake? Uh, it became pretty evident that she liked other guys a lot more than myself. Mm -hmm. and, and that was just evident because like, I just didn't get a lot of, I didn't get to hang out with her a lot. Yeah. And then so the, the time that I got the one-on-one -on -one was the end of my run there. And it was like the first time I got to spend like a very like long, like a day with her. And we finally like make out in that weird day. And at that time I was like, all right, like there's no, no question that she was hot. Like, yes. I was very attracted to her. I thought she was very cool. Mm -hmm. um, I finally got some, like, a little bit of, um, like, positive affirmation back from her. So I was like, okay, then let's let's keep going with let's this. Let's do it. Before that, I was like, I think I'm just, like, her buddy, you know? You got that vibe. Yeah, I got, like, Because I got zone. it, too. Yeah, for sure. And But I also... I, I kind of leaned into it too. I was like, if that's what she needs from me, like this is a weird experience, you know? Um, and, but then once we like, we hooked up, I, I thought, and at the dinner, like they put the awkward music in, this was so long ago, but like they put the awkward music in, but during the date, it felt very like a good, like adult conversation. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, I, th I think that I've got a leg up over the other guys. Cause I, I, I can hold a conversation yes. a bit better. And you can connect. Yeah. And you're an easygoing guy. For sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then it did. Then she was like, you know, we're just not far along, and I was like, I totally get it. Not, totally get not it. a problem. But you had no idea that outside that house, people yeah. were going wild about you. Well, I was the funny guy. I was like, um, I remember when. Do you remember when? So Chad gets uh, kicked out of the house, and then we have um, we have a funeral for him, and I use his protein powder as if it were his ashes. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I write a yes. eulogy for him. Yes. And I remember producers being like, um, I think I had the idea of like, we should, we need to have a funeral for him. And everyone had a guitar. Everyone play music in uh, our season. So I was like, I want someone to play like taps or something on the yes. guitar and let's have, a, yes. let's have a funeral. And so then the producer's like, this is funny. You need to write a eulogy. And I was like, great. 
I'm in. So I like sat down and I was like writing and they're like, no, no, don't write it. Just go there and just like, just, and just improv it. So I was like, okay. And then I remember afterwards, everyone was dying laughing. It was a really funny moment. We like kicked the, the, uh, the protein powder like off the roof. And <laughs> afterwards I was like, oh, I'm the funny guy. I got it. Like I know who I am. She I'm not f***ing the funny guy. Yeah. Like she's not taking the funny guy. Nobody's f***ing the funny guy. <laughs> no fantasy Trust suites. me. Yeah. No one the funny guy here but i was like sweet if that's my if that's who i am on this great they'll keep me around a little bit longer yeah yeah, yeah. like I, I must be like liked or whatever so the, i remember that moment i was like okay this is this is good if nothing else this is okay so when i went i got sent home i i was i was torn up about it uh just because it's it's just a lot like yeah you're basically just doing therapy every day uh for like long periods of time but it was fun. I had a great time. Hell, I would pay for th them to be on that show. Yeah. Like, hey, if I can do therapy all day, let no, me get no. you some money. I'll pay <laughs> you per episode. Right? Now, how long had it been since, like, so you go home. Yeah. And then when did they actually be on Bachelor in Paradise? Oh, dude, it's so, that's so funny. There's, I remember there's one producer who we were driving. We were, we, I was still on the show. And she, she was like, I have to leave. I have to leave the production because I have to go home and get ready for paradise, which you would be great on. And I was like, I'm still on the normal show. What if I win? Mm -mm. And that's when I was like, I'm not going to win this. I no. know. Now I know it. You they know? knew. They knew, you know? And, and she was like, no, 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 no. Like if it doesn't work out, like you'd be so fun and funny on in paradise. And I was like, Nope, you screwed up and you told me and now yes. I know. Now I know. Yeah. And they really wanted me to come on Paradise and I was really, um, it's funny because at that time the show wasn't as popular, I think with contestants of, or cast members of Bachelor the Bachelorette. Yeah. And so I like fought them on it for a long time being like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like my parents already are like so ashamed of me for doing and all this stuff. And now you want to make out in, with people yes. in front of like, because goes down in paradise for sure and that, and that, that was my storyline right so i eventually say you know what let's do it and so i go and my storyline on the bachelorette was i never made out with jojo until the last episode right yeah so i'm like you know what that was so dumb to play hard to get on a dating show like why i did that i do not know so then i go to paradise and i go on That's i went free. on i went on three dates in four days and had two rose ceremonies I, so I literally never slept. I made out with every person that I went on a date with. Yeah. I remember the last date I was like, I'm not making out with anybody. And they were like, well, I mean, you know, if you have a connection, you have a connection. I'm like, no, no, we're making out, making out with everybody. It's getting weird. And then we Sounds were. Sounds like a gay pride weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we were doing a surfing date. And I remember the girl came up to me and just, and like, I didn't initiate it, initiate it. She just started making out with me. And I was like, <laughs> I literally made out with everybody. You literally took everyone down, yeah. you tongue slayer. Oh yeah, and they were like, they were they were calling me uh, the Bachelor in Paradise. Like that was like they were naming me that because I because I was the, went on a date every single day. Like when you're with, a bachelor, yeah. you go on one on ones when, or group yes. dates or whatever. So I went on a date every single day, and then I had to give out a rose. Well, I think I received a rose right when I got there, and then I had a rose ceremony at the end, and then. After that, then I had to dump Ashley I, and like that was the end of the, the show. <laughs> this is like the craziest thing. Is it like Unreal? Not, not really. Like I only watched one season of that. Um, I remember, like in that, in like the first episode of Unreal, the woman gets out of the carriage and I think falls, and they're like, "Cut, cut! We got to do it again." Um, that would never happen on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Oh, First of like, all, get a close up. Get a close up on her face. No, no. If 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 that happened, on The Bachelorette, they'd be like, "Yes! <laughs> oh my God, she fell!" Yes. You know, yes. like, "Yes, credit roll." Do all right, it. you know, like teaser, super, super tease. tease. They'd be so pumped about it. And when I saw that, I was like, "That's dumb." They would never cut. You never cut. They're always shooting reality. And I mean, I think that the the perception is is that it's scripted or it's manipulated a lot. And the truth is, is that none of those people, myself included, are smart enough to remember lines like that. Like, yes. Everyone is way too dumb to no. be able to do all that. This is what I think. I don't think it's scripted and I don't think that the producers manipulated that hard. I think what we're finding now, and maybe I could be wrong, is that in the earlier seasons and, you know, your season and, you know, Trista's season and, 
all these people were coming there and it was for love and X, Y, and Z. And I think now people look at it as a 15 minute type of situation where they can kind of spin off from it or I can drop my dog child motherfucking song yeah. on the show and get a bigger situation. But I feel like you can kind of sort of see those people the minute you walk in that house. Yeah, I think the one thing that I've always taken away from reality television in general is you can sniff out inauthenticity from a mile away. Mm. And like, I, I, I really liked the first iteration of the Hills. Like I think it. the second one was weird because it was like, why is Misha Barton here? Why is Tommy Lee's son here? They yes. weren't a part of the thing. This seems inauthentic. And I think that was a problem with that show um and when people come and do that on the bachelor when it's you, obvious it's so obvious and the people so that are obvious. just being and p- people who are just being normal and crazy because because they're just crazy yeah th- then they're just like oh they're just crazy yeah but the people that are doing it with like an agenda or like seem like a plant you're just like uh and they never last very long especially in paradise like everyone's like Something smells, Something smells weird. Something smells. And they're out. But sometimes I watch A Bachelor and a Bachelorette, I'm not going to lie, and I see somebody and I'm like, damn, I can see that. Maybe because I work in this industry that I can like see it, but that person makes it kind of far. Yeah. And you're like, how is this person getting to like the final four? Why won't he leave when Hannah says, you know, like it just... Sometimes I'm just like, do they? I, but I guess you're in the game. Yeah. Like when you're looking for love and you're on that moment, like you're in the game, so you can't see it. Just like you can't probably see it in real life sometimes. Like when people are just trying to come up on you, you know? Yeah. I think, I mean, for like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, the problem is, is that the lead uh, is separated from the rest of the people that they're dating. And so they don't get to see all of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and you can hear about things. Uh, but you have to like make your own decisions, and like I think you're referencing maybe the Luke P guy, yeah, Luke from, P from Hannah B. Call thing. it out, yeah. Uh, and so here's like my thought on that situation. I think that she was so she so badly wanted to find someone that really wanted to marry her, yeah. And it was very evident and obvious that he really wanted to marry her. Whereas like the other guys, I think that she was a little unsure of like, maybe they just came on a television show to get yeah. on a television show to get their like mu- musical career going. 100%. Um, and with her, it's, it, I think she was like, you guys all hate him, but like, he seems like really into me. Like he want to do it. Yeah. And so I think that she kept him around because I was, she like in her, maybe insecurity was like, he really loves me. Like you can tell, like he might have some issues, but like he's into it. He wants it. Yeah. And I think it took her a very long time and it took a lot of people being like, this guy's up, this guy's crazy or whatever for her to believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so, um, the one takeaway from that season that I was so perplexed by was that pilot Pete was so surprised that he didn't win at the end. Yeah. And I was like, if you had four chances in that windmill to convince somebody yeah. that we need to get mother married and you couldn't do it in four, <laughs> then we not get married. Yeah, but also good on him for four times, you know? Yeah, but you know what it was? That's not what? good on him. That was, she didn't want a body count more yeah. than one. So she was like, you know what? I've already done it with him. He's already seen it. Yeah. He knows what's up. <laughs> he knows how to get around the cameras. Like, I think it was, it was like convenience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're stuck on a desert island and there's four girls there and one of them's kind of cute and she can't, like, you did it already, you might as well just do it again. I guess. I'm just saying, like, physically, that's impressive. Like, I just wish I was, like, the producer that that, that was, like, answering the phone. He's like, I need some more Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> I need a Red Bull. And maybe, yeah. a Vi- and maybe like 17 Viagras. And bring she some wants burn to go cream. round three. And I think maybe round four is on the table. I don't know. Can someone bring some Aquaphor, too? <laughs> Oh, my God. Did you get anxiety thinking about if you made it that far, what would happen in that fantasy suite and how would your parents react? Because yeah. that, to me, would have been in my mind from day one. I was more concerned with making it to hometowns, like having America meet my family. Why? Because, I mean, my family's awesome, but like they are bonkers, right? I'm the youngest of five kids, so they would have been... They were in four siblings, and then you know every like brother-in-law or sister-in-law is like, I gotta get on the best. Oh, for sure. And then of course my nieces and nephews, of which there are nine, have been like, we want to be on TV too. Done. And then my parents, who are divorced and like 
can't stand to be in the same room would have to be like <laughs> grin and bear it. And I could just see that interview of like, of like my mom or like my dad being like, well, marriage is tough. And I'd be like, dad, shut up, man. I'm trying to get married here. Yeah. You know? yes, I was yes. just, and I, I remember I was like, they're going to make it about themselves and it's going to be like, well, you, this is tough. You know, marriage is tough. You got to work on it. And I just, I, in my mind, I was like, this is what's going to happen. And Jojo's going to be like, well, I got to get the hell out of here. You know? Was it the same way when you decided that you were going to introduce Sarah to your family? Were you, was, were those same thoughts going through your mind or did you like pre-warn her already yeah we did it slowly right like so I, at the time when we first met i was living in nashville then i had a, a, my sister there and she's got she's awesome and she's married with with um with a bunch of boys so like she got to meet her first and like maurice my sister her name is marisa she got Maurice is like a good introduction to the family. She's like the easy way yes. in. but uh when we had the engagement party that was the first time that the parents had met and we were very concerned because they fall on different political lines. And we were, we were, it was going to be interesting to see how that was going to work, especially in such a politically charged climate. And weirdly enough, it like was totally normal and totally great. And then all of a sudden, like my dad and her dad were like taking selfies and we're like, what world are we living in? But right what now? year? This is 2019. Engagement yeah. is what was around 2019. So we were on like, oh, oh, so this is deep in the era. Yeah, yeah. This is like on polar opposites. Yeah, this is recently. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, but I was thinking it was like my 30th birthday mm -hmm. was the night of the election night. I turned 30 on November 8th. Okay. The night that the election was going on. Yeah. So it was like, it was the worst. Like my people were fighting at the table. Mm -hmm. There was a walkout. I didn't even eat my dinner. Like it was like the worst. It was like the worst birthday, yeah, ever. But thank you to the white ladies of the bougie <laughs> white women of America club that I started. They gave me a thirty-first birthday right. to make up for it. Nice. It was really good. Um, I just love that most people slide into DMs, but mm -hmm. Sarah Island was like, "Yo, yeah. what's up?" Oh, that was uh, a. And I'm not saying that was a hail mary on my part, and it worked. It did. It took a while, but it worked. And I think you're an amazing guy. I think you're handsome. Thanks. I often say he's hot, um, and it makes me uncomfortable. Like the to camera guy, or are you talking about me? No, to my producers, oh, I okay. often say you're hot. It makes me uncomfortable. But Sarah Highland is like, yeah, no, I was a ten. No, I know I outkicked my coverage. Don't. And also, like reality TV douchebags, very rarely get to like hobnob <laughs> and rub elbows with like actual A-list actors, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, I realized that I really, really was able to, uh, I don't know. You give me hope. I fooled everybody. But there's a part of me that's like, I wonder if JoJo's like, well, I should have probably given him some more time. I bet you. <laughs> no, I think about that all the time. I think about that all the time. And I also think about the girlfriend who you had in between, you know, going on the first audition yeah. and that whole situation. Like, I bet you she's like, God damn it. Because you never want your ex to ever do better than uh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care if my ex moves on. That bitch better be a six. Yeah, Because yeah, I know yeah. I'm a solid seven, mm -hmm. so she cannot be hovering anywhere near me <laughs> at that moment. So that's what I think. Like, I think your other ex is probably like, God damn it. Well, I don't know. I, w I wish everyone the best. But, uh, but I, I win. You won. <laughs> you motherfucking won. I won The Bachelor at yes. season 12. Sorry, Jordan. I love you, Jordan, but I won. What's that wedding going to be like? Are you guys planning? What's taking you so long? Is uh, there I think days? we were waiting for Modern to wrap, which it just did. So I think now we'll probably start like figuring all that kind of stuff out. But um, I think we, you know, she was working so much, and I was working a lot where we weren't able to like kind of focus in on it. Uh, but now that um, she has some time off, and I've got a little bit of time off before paradise that we'll be able to like, get things together. So what happens now that like, cause I often talk to couples about this. I have friends who were actors and when they met, mm -hmm. they dated long distance because she worked in Los Angeles. He worked in Vancouver and they would see each other on the weekends and then they moved in together and then her show ended and his show ended. And then all of a sudden you have to live together 24 seven yeah. and really get to know each other. <laughs> How is that happening right now? Oh, it's fine. Like, so, so like the way that, the modern schedule works is like they do three weeks on one week off 
So there were times in which like she was just home for the entire week. And, you know, I, I do a lot of my podcasts and stuff from the house. So we were oh, like, nice. we were already like hanging out a lot. You were already lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it's been totally fine. We like coexist like very well. We watch a lot of TV and yeah. What y'all need to do is get that Christmas tree down. No, it's gone. All right. When did you take it down? We, I don't, it was after New Year's, but yeah, we got, it went down. Y'all had it up in February. Yeah. No, 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 we didn't. I saw no. it in a photo no. in February. No. I've been watching that Christmas tree <laughs> like the NSA. <laughs> Who keeps their Christmas tree up after Valentine's Day? Vanessa, when, does, when do white ladies take their Christmas trees down? Oh, and when your house catches on fire, don't be mad at me That's for that dry ass It was tree. a plastic tree, so what was going to happen? <laughs> All right, saving the world. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Speaking of modern family, I often, sometimes, the only times I've ever gotten in Twitter fights yeah. is when I have to come for a bitch mm. for coming for Ariel Winter. Okay. I don't know what it is yeah. about her that makes me so enraged that people are so mean to her. Yeah. And I don't understand it. I'm like, she's a young woman figuring herself out. And if she wants to walk around in the Daisy Duke, let the bitch walk around in the Daisy Duke. Lizzo's doing the same thing. We're yeah. not mad at Lizzo. Like, the girl is a girl. She's a young woman. She's finding herself. I get so enraged. And she seems like the loveliest person. She's awesome. Um, and and I hope she didn't let that bother her. No, and I've, ha I've thought about it a lot. Um, it, and it's... It's, it's a lot of people's projection of how they see her. Like, the problem is, is that they saw her as this smart, nerdy girl on a television yes. show. And, and that's, and so, and people can't wrap their brain around, I think a lot of people on Twitter are so dumb, and they can't wrap their brain around the fact that, like, that's not who she is. That's a yes. part she's playing on television. And so then when she, you know, and she's, Beautiful, right? Like, and so when Beautiful. she wears when she wears like a sexy thing, it's like, well, hold on, that's not what Alex would wear because she's going Dumpy to the science never. fair. You know, it's like, but that's a character she plays. Like, how stupid are you that like this offends you because you can't separate reality from you know Re the from, real life? From, yeah, except from, from a TV show from reality, um, and also like like everyone. What annoys me about that show with like that stuff um, is. Think about the logistics of that. Think about, so she was, I think she was 11 when the show started, right? Yeah. Uh, I think Nolan was seven. Sarah was 18. Um, both Nolan and uh, Ariel had to go through puberty on national television. By the way, I would flip the f right out. Okay. Like, how hard is that? Like, it's just, it's hard just like in normal life. Yeah. Let alone on the mo most popular sitcom of the past like 10 years, right? Right. And those poor kids had to do it. And then to have like social media like rip into you for being like, I got through pu pu puberty, like all the weird stuff. Like I have a rockin' bod, like I want to celebrate it. Yes. It makes zero sense to me. And what's weird is that like Sarah will wear like really sexy numbers and not get any about it because Haley wore exactly Haley wore sexy numbers exactly yes it's it's because people are stupid mm -hmm. it's what it is but the day you know what she got for remember the day she wore her hair slightly curly like in its natural state yeah. people were like what the yeah. and I'm like oh <laughs> you idiots have never seen her yeah, yeah. with her natural hair yeah or her man's hair dude, is curly as well they're sharing products dude our kids are going to have the curly oh my god <laughs> Your kids are going, I'm going to just come over and comb your kids. Yeah. I'm going to just be like, you know Good what luck. I've been doing? Yeah, I'm just going to just come and comb this shit out because y'all don't know how to do it. Okay? You, know, you know those things at the fair where like you put on a suit and it's like a big Velcro vest and you run, you jump up and get slapped up? Yeah. Our kids, you're not going to need to do that. You just need to throw them up there and they're like, <laughs> and just hang from there. Just hang. <laughs> just hang. 
do you guys talk about that moment ever? Like when that is going to happen? Because I feel like she is at the height of her career. I know she has some big things cooking up. You have some big things coming around the corner because I think you're going to be the next Chris Harrison, but we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Um, do you ever get nervous that you are going to pull the trigger too early or too late? Or do you even know when that time is going to come? Yeah, I think that we... I definitely want to have, like I said, I'm the youngest of five. I want to have a family. I think she does. I don't think she does as well, but we're both like super career oriented and driven right now. So like, that's not front of mind. Mm -hmm. It'll happen down the line. I'm lucky enough that she's a lot younger than I am. So I don't think she's in any hurry. You know, if she was my age, I think she would probably have a different thought about that. You say my age, like you're 45. I'm 35. And? Well, I'm just, yeah, but she's she's still in her 20s, so it's great. Us women can still do it at 35. No, I know, but I think if she was 35, she'd, I think be, you're right. she'd be like, okay, we probably should start going on this. I think you're correct. I think you're correct. You know, it's so interesting. I dated a guy who had um, hit a liver transplant mm-hmm. whenever he was younger, and I had to learn a lot yeah. about his disease and and, you know, the things that he goes through on a monthly basis with, like, dialysis and not dialysis with, you know, a few things. Was there anything that you had to learn through that journey of dating? Yeah, I've learned a lot. Um, I think the one... Because some people, it's an invisible disease. For sure. So for her, it's like if people don't see, yeah, they don't think yeah. something's wrong or something's there, like... What was the and they'll see challenge? pictures. They'll see pictures of her in a bathing suit, and she has scars on her stomach. And they'll like, you know, people will say terrible things about it, and you're like, "That's a scar that like saved your life." Like you're such an asshole. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I learned the most is that everyone takes their immune system so much for granted. Yeah. Um, and when you're around someone who's on immuno suppressant therapy like sarah is um it's so easy for her to get sick like when your immune system's kicking ass so much stuff can bounce off of you but for her it like everything sticks to her and she'll get sick really really easily and it also takes a really long time for her to like heal or like get better um and so what it for me like realizing that like having it was a weird thing of like learning to like really appreciate a thing that I never appreciated before. Cause yeah. we've all got a good immune system, you know, 100%. And then it was like, I really should take care of my body because uh, now I see what it's like to not have immune system. That sucks. And I don't ever want to deal with that. Um, but then the thing that I had to learn was I'm now like a, like a host of that can get her sick. Yes. So like now I have become like super germaphobe, not for me, but for her. Out of respect. Yeah. And knowing what now you know, because you were probably a single dude yeah. who f***ing ran and like sat on the couch after yeah. he ran. and the Made dog. out with four chicks in paradise. Yes. We you saw know? what you did on TV, <laughs> bringing mononucleosis yeah. back to the house. No, I know. Like I So I fly a lot. Like I've been doing this segment on, on Good Morning America for like a bachelor recap. So I, mean, I fly to New York, then I fly back. And like there's so many germs on airplanes and stuff. And we got the corona going on. Yeah. And like I literally get home. I be I will like yell out like hey baby home I will go straight to the shower I like do like a full like scrub down yeah like beta dine yeah like I've like like working in like a staged like a level five like Ebola virus thing I'm like <laughs> hose me down and I'll like completely scrub down then then I'll go like greet her and say hello but yeah um, I mean yeah I think people really don't understand how awesome your immune system is until. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet you you're healthier now because now you're f-ing, Yeah. You're just Mr. Clean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're like just scrubbing we in got, like Dr. McSteamy. Like we, sex for you guys must be like, you're scrubbing in oh, and yeah. get it done. There's Purell everywhere in our house. <laughs> everywhere. All over the place. Welcome to dating a gay man. Yeah. Is that how it works? Oh my <laughs> God. Right. Yes. That's exactly how it works. Like I'm very much the same way. Mm-hmm. Like. There's no shoes in my home. Oh, yeah? There is no, like, X, Y, and Z. I actually have a neighbor who has kids, and she will literally bring, like, she's a germaphobe because of her kids. When she drops her kids off to run errands or something, she'll just, like, drop them off because she knows, like, when you walk in my house, you can smell the Clorox. Yeah. Like, I'm just overly sensitive, but, I, again, I also had a partner 
who couldn't recover yeah. back from things. So I learned a lot about it. Mm-hmm. I also learned, which is so funny, is like, you know, you say in your mind, you never have that thing where like nothing bad could ever happen. Like when you're young and you're a healthy dude, like yeah. you go out, you do this, you eat this, like you don't really give a care. The minute you meet somebody who is struggling with an internal disease, it really brings your own life into perspective mm-hmm. that tomorrow's not promised yeah. and that anything could happen. It, it was negative at first because I started thinking all these bad things that could happen, but then it made me not take life for granted. Yeah. It's really crazy. Yeah. It's like strange. Like what happens when, when you do that? Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. You definitely have this like fearlessness when you're, when you're younger and yeah, I agree with you. I can't believe you're 35. I know. Look at you, daddy, just robbing the cradle. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's up next for you? I'm going to go get some lunch. I think. No, I mean, like, you know, we've been hosting, <laughs> Wells and I have been hosting these um, great live streams for E, and I know that you have other things cooking up. Can you tell us what you have cooking up? Well, I've got, no, not really. Uh, I've got one project that I can't talk about yet, but it's going to be on TV, and I think it'll be a really fun, cool thing, and it'll kind of, like, I guess, uh, present me in like a different light than mm-hmm. I think most people have seen me in. Um, I would assume you'll see me on a certain beach um, in Mexico, up uh, slinging drinks and giving bad advice at some point. Can I come on that? Can I do that? No, you can't. Everyone comes after my job. No, no, I don't want your job. You don't want it? I want to be like the shady bar, bar patron at the end that's just like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> acting like I'm not listening to sh- Can I put you in like really short shorts and make you like go like run drinks for me? I would. <laughs> In a hot minute. Yeah. I, would, I would wear a Hooters outfit if you wanted me to on national TV, okay? If Affleck wants to pay for this, I will slap that duck right on my ass, okay? I don't All care. Right. I think it would be fun to sweat a little bit, to get yeah. involved in people's, like, you know, situations, to get drunk a little bit, to stir it up. Mm-hmm. But if not, I would just be an extra at the bar. I really would mind it. I mean, that is the best seat in the house. Like, it's, that show is so funny and so fun to do. But to get to sit at that bar... Like, I've always joked that, that Harrison has the best job, which he does. Like, he walks in, hits his mark, says, like, ladies, this is the last rose, and then, like, pieces out. With his fine hand. Um, and, but for me, like, I'm like, Chris, you don't know how fun it is just to be like. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I've been there. It's so funny to watch, like, that whole <laughs> thing just, like, devolve into, like, people just yelling at each other or, like, making out with people. And it's just. That's that crazy. Show's so great. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who was on a UK type show like oh, yeah? that. And the UK type shows get a little crazier. Is this the Love Island one? Yes. Okay. Um, and the UK shows get a little crazy. Um, and the friend of mine went on the show and you have to get STD tested the yeah. whole nine yards. It's like a big old deal. And right before they go in, they do it again. And then when they start filming, they make sure like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. But someone had hooked up with a producer. Oh, wow. And they didn't realize that the producers didn't have to go through the same thing. Whoa. And it was like hooking up with other producers and then came back into the show and was hooking up with other people. Yeah. And it then became like a thing, which is yeah. so insane. I would be that producer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my fucking luck. That would be my fucking luck. Oh, my God. I've never in my life, like, thank God, I don't know how, like, when I listen to people, because the big thing in my community, which I love so much, mm-hmm. is that they push testing yeah. and education and, like, knowing your stat. Like, that's been one of the greatest things that I've learned. So I'm a paranoid, yeah. you know, about that kind of stuff. So I go every three months. And, um, you know, I went in and I was like, oh, you know, I have a cough. <clears throat> I think I have something. And she's like, you do this every time. Yeah. We've been doing this for eight years. Yeah. You don't have anything. The devastation, if I found out I had chlamydia on live TV. <laughs> like, they aired it? Huh? No, but I'm saying like, okay. if you're on an island and you're on a show and you know yeah, you have yeah. eight weeks left and you know that you have chlamydia. And oh, so you yeah. have to tell somebody like, yo, I have the clap. Like, yeah. I would be more to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On TV? Well, they still test me, which I, I think is for paradise. Which I think is funny and good, great. Well, I you guess. never know. But I'm also like, do you guys think I'm gonna 
this up with my fiance? Like, yeah. really? With Demi not Lovata? <laughs> really? You guys think I'm going to jeopardize all of this for like a quick hookup on the beach? In front of you nosy yeah, bitches? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but, but I do like the same thing. It's like every year I'm like, Clean bill of health. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. Like, I just want to know. Um, I did reality TV once. It was this like terrible show that was also so very good on ABC Family called Beverly Hills Nannies. Okay. And I one, did not know this. It about was you. horrific. It was awesome though, but it was horrific. Um, and I think to myself a lot. Like I worked with Kyle Richards for you know five years um, on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills behind the scenes, and I wouldn't be able to do reality TV because. A, it's strenuous. Yeah. B, people think they know you and they get mean. Mm -hmm. So I know that I could never do that ever again in my life. Yeah. But if the world came to you and said, in order to survive, you have to do one more reality show. Mm -hmm. It could be whatever you want. What reality show would you do? Am I a contestant on it or am I like a host of it? No, you're a contestant on it and you can make up the show. What would the show be? I mean, I wish I was part of Navarro College and I was a cheerleader. I just finished it and I gotta tell you, man, who's, are you, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Okay, I'm, I'm, you're, you're not gonna like my answer, but I'm just gonna be honest with you. Tell me. Lexi is my favorite. Lexi! She's all- <laughs> You took Lexi? Dude, okay, hear me out. Okay. Okay, hear me, I'm like, listen, Jerry's great. Mine is not Jerry. Okay, 1A is um, Gabby's dad because super creepy. Um, but my favorite is Lexi. She's always doing her interviews like like holding a, like a stuffed bear, like she, ripping that that freaking e-cig in a cloud of smoke the entire time. She, she's so good. She's doing tumbling routines that only guys can do. And they're like, Lexi, who was a bass in 1998? And she's like, I don't give a about and I don't care. I just want to tumble my little heart out. I love Lexi. All right, and also like I've got I've got now enough like people like friends in Hollywood who had like a ton of like nudes leaked. You know, yeah. Like Lexi is all of us. All Lexi right? is all of us. <laughs> who I, has not had a nude leak? Right. I, I just I haven't either. Actually, Yet. but <laughs> tomorrow it's gonna happen. Coming up Cut next week on the yeah, set. right. Uh, I no, like I loved it. I love that right before she went on. By the way, if you haven't seen Cheer on Netflix, you've got to watch it. I'm telling you right now, this is one of the craziest shows ever. But what I thought was so insane about Lexi was they talk about how intense these routines are. Yeah. Like when you see them do the full out routine from start yeah. to end, they all hit the ground. Yeah. And they're like, <gasps> and this bitch goes. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah. And literally goes through that routine, yeah. comes off that mat. I'm like, ma'am, if I smoked a cigarette in 2008 and I tried to run a mile in 2012, yeah. I could still feel that cigarette on those lungs. Oh, I know. The fact that she does that is unbelievable. Yeah. The person who I love the most okay. on that show yeah. is what's um, Annette? So Monica has this other alter ego, oh, Annette. Annette. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when Annette comes out, well, did Annette really ever come out on the show? No, they they showed you a peek, but yeah. if you keep on watching, there's a never before seen footage. Oh, there is, bitch. And Annette comes out. Oh, and I'm like, y'all better give me Annette for season two. Yeah, Annette better open the show season two. Okay, I didn't know about the uh, the unseen yes. footage. But aside from Annette, I liked Morgan a lot. Okay. Because she was like the little engine that could. Yeah. And Ladarius. I'm Ladarius. I mean, Ladarius's brother crying was what got me crying at the end. I was just like, well, okay. I want to go to Navarro College now. Uh, my one thing about Morgan, though, this is so funny. That's, this is what we're doing. Oh, no, we're going to do it. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about, uh, the one thing about Morgan. The grandpa. Uh, I mean, I love the grandpa, but I didn't like what um, what Monica said monica's coach right yes yeah. monica was like yeah you know i know she's not the best but she's got that look and i was like just say what everyone is thinking that she's pretty and she that's why you're putting so her cute. in there she's so cute and i was like i was like not a great look not, not a, great a great look. look not a great look to say that not um but look. but then but then morgan like ended up like kicking ass and then kicking ass and then like being like the main the star the star so the like star. it worked out but I was like, don't say that out loud. No, sometimes you have to say it because sometimes people think you're going to be the pretty bitch. Yeah. Or in my case, they're like, oh, 
you're going to host this show with two other girls and you're going to be the gay sidekick who yeah. like comes in and says, da, 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 and you're going to check off these two boxes. And I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Look at me now. <laughs> Try doing that show without me. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes you have to like defy people's like expectations of yeah. you and rise to the occasion. And I think sometimes when people say, oh, you, oh, you're the looker, you're the looker, and you start to, first you believe it, and then you say, f*** you, I'm going to show you mm. what I can do. Like, when I was growing up, in my neighborhood, the only way you got out of the neighborhood is if you threw a football mm -hmm. or you played basketball. Like, you only, NFL or the NBA were the only two things. Yeah. No one ever talked about college for kids who just went to school and did good. Like, you had to be an athlete. And, you know, my grandfather once told me, he was like, you know, you can't sing, you don't dribble anything, you don't throw anything, you know, you're just going to be the funny one. Yeah. And I was like, all right, okay, cool. And he didn't mean funny as in ha ha ha, he meant the funny one. Uh, okay. He was like, you know, you're just a funny one and yeah. it's okay, you're the funny one. To me, that lit such a fire under my mm -hmm. ass that I wanted to be at the top of the pyramid. Yeah. Like, part of that is like, you have to go through that. So I feel like it was some reverse psychology on Monica's part. Yeah. Okay. I think it was some reverse psychology on Monica's part. Yeah. I, I just love the fact that there's like this like weird town in Texas, which is obviously very probably a conservative part of the world, that's having like all of these kids who probably always felt like they didn't belong. Yes. Like have this like really crazy weird home. Yeah. And like this outlet for them. Like th there's so many layers to that show, which were beautiful and, and amazing that, yeah, I can't wait for season two. You went to Ole Miss, right? Yeah. Have you ever been to Baton Rouge? Of course. There is nothing to do in Baton Rouge aside from LSU football. Yeah. Go so to Death Valley. It's like the same thing. It's not as small, mm -hmm. but it's like from August until December, you're like, yeah, this place rocks. And then January hits and you're like, what the f*** do I do? Yeah. And then you do 18 hours of school to keep your mind off of things and you drink Bud Light and that, like, yeah. that's what you do. You hang out. Oh, you fancy. We were drinking Natty Light and Keystone Light. Don't mm -hmm. miss. I worked at a restaurant, honey, and they gave us discount on beer, honey. So I got the Bud Light. I got the Bud Heavy. And my man was also, at the time, I was in a closet relationship with somebody. He was bougie. Mm -hmm. So Coors Light was his thing. But oh, it had wow. to be at a certain temperature. Ooh, I had a really good ride in college. Wow. And he refused to drink anything by Kettle One. He was so bougie. Wow. I loved him. <laughs> I loved him until the time he left me at a bar oh. at four o'clock in the morning with um, Andy Dorfman. Really? Wow, it all comes full circle. Left me it? at a bar to go hook up with Andy Dorfman. Yeah. And I don't think she knows that. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've known Andy Dorfman since I was a freshman in college. My good friends were five muse. She was like, though, I don't want to call her wild and crazy. She yeah. was just outspoken, funny, and strong. Like she has that same uh -huh. personality that she had when she was a freshman. And I literally was like, she'd walk out of her room. I'd be like, that girl's going to end up on a reality TV show. What's funny is that there was, I think there was legitimate talk about her coming back as the Bachelorette. I would love it. Really? Because she stole your boyfriend who loved Kettle One. No, he wasn't really my boyfriend. Okay. I just called him that. We would like hook up from time to time God, when he had okay. too much Kettle One. <laughs> and I'd have to sneak out the window at six o'clock in the morning so his bros didn't see. Oh my God. Like I was like the dumb dude. And um, But she was always really nice and really funny. I liked her and I like her now because she's not afraid to speak her mind. Mm -hmm. She wasn't afraid to like say what's really what's going on in her life. And I feel like sometimes when you're on reality TV, people get a little bit afraid. Are you excited that the new Bachelorette is a little bit older? Yes. Can't wait for that. I like I, it's it's going to be. I've never met Claire, which is really weird. Um, but she is she's a little more seasoned, mm -hmm. right? So that's going to it's going to fix some problems cuz I think we've we've kind of like fallen down this hill of like younger and younger and younger and younger and then so this is going to reset the reels. Yes. It's going to make for a bunch of older guys to have to go on the show, which in fact is going to make an older bachelor, which is in fact is going to bring yes. girls on for the next season that are going to be a little bit older and maybe a little bit more mature and maybe a little bit more ready to actually get engaged at the end of the show. Because my favorite bachelor was Prince Borghese. Yeah. He was a little bit older and the girls were a little bit more seasoned and I liked it a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like 
people wanted an engagement. People wanted the marriage. But now a lot of people go, I don't want to get married, but I want to give you this ring. And then we will see. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. I don't want you to come to L.A. and try to see if you can find something better. Or like Hadid might get you. Like, I want you to actually do this. Like, yeah. I want to see this love story. So I think she's actually going to be really good. Well, like, she definitely wants to get engaged. Like, she got engaged at the Winter Games thing to the French Canadian guy. And that show, like, filmed, like, two weeks. Like, so she's, like, ready to get engaged, which I think is awesome. And she's beautiful. Uh, and here's the thing. She's, like, a little kooky. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know if you remember, there was a season in which she like spoke to a raccoon for like a long time. Loved it. You know? And so. I get high too and spoke, speak to a raccoon. Yeah. Why not? So I think that it's going to have everything. And I'm just very excited for it. I wish they would let people smoke in the house. I it's really, legal in California. So I, when, when I was on the show, I was, uh, I was like, we should go to Amsterdam and do a day at a cafe. It would yes. be so funny. It would be so funny. <laughs> I think it would be so funny. Yeah. Just like let it loose. Yeah. Like get a few joints before like a group date and watch people just crack up. <laughs> I think it'd be great. <clears throat> what would you think a gay bachelor would look like? Justin Sylvester. No, no, no. Just okay. taking out the equation. This like tall. No, no, not chocolate. look like, look like. Oh, okay. Not look like, look like. Like, do you think the show could actually work? Yes, and I think that they they tried a version of that. I think like Lance Bass hosted it, right? Did you ever watch that thing? No. Okay. You know what? You Google Gay Bachelor and yeah. why, and, and you f figure out why it didn't work. Okay. I'm not going to be shady. Yeah. I think the possibility of it is such is, is such a reality now because now the Bachelor is becoming like they're, I, soon they're going to have like their own streaming service. You have the Bachelorette. You have the Bachelor. You have Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor Winter Games. You have Winter Games. You have um, now they have like the old person's one, the AARP. Bachelor at Shady Pines. Exactly. Shady exactly. Pines Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then and then so if then then if they have AARP Bachelor, then they're gonna have AARP Bachelorette, and then they're gonna have AAR Paradise. Yes. Right. Like so so then it's gonna be called Sandals. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's gonna be called Bachelor Sandals. Oh, people love sandals. Or a cruise ship. Oh yeah, that's what that's it's it's gonna be a cruise ship. Yeah, it's love boat. But, but yeah, yes. yeah. I'm like <laughs> the Titanic just goes down. We'll be back after this commercial break. Okay. Viagra. Like it'll be like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Can you give me the um what was the one? Lipitor. Yeah, Lipitor. <laughs> no, what was the one? Um Aspirin? Sucrets? That commercial is gonna come back. You know the one I'm talking about. Um, I just feel like for some reason, America is scared to watch two gay men kiss in reality on primetime TV. Yeah. And by the way, you thought you did some making out in motherfucking yeah. paradise, bitch. The gays will go there. Yeah. It'll be like too much footage. By the way, we'd be like, listen, we don't want you no more. I found Latrell over here yeah. and he and I are going to leave together. It would be some like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think that. I think that um, like the last season of Paradise with with Demi and Christian, I think that was a good start. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that was probably a harder thing for. It's stupid because we're in 2020 and it should be an easy thing. But I think like network television embracing that and like standing behind it was like a really good start. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think that it need we it probably needs to continue on forward. Yes, um, and I think that that was the way that they started it, and so I have I have faith, and I think it's going to happen. I think it's just going to take a little bit. Yeah, but come on, that's that. Come on, a boardroom of a bunch of white men. Yeah, being like, okay, we're going to have these this first girl on girl moment on network TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's easier for sure. Than we're going to have. Tom and Dale. The Rescue Rangers? Yes. <laughs> That's Chip and Chip Dale. Chip and Dale. <laughs> we're going to have Tom, Tom and Dale made out yeah. in a hot tub. And we're going to have to show it because we have to tell the batch. And they'll be like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I gave you Demi, okay? Mm -hmm. I gave you Demi. That's why I Kissed a Girl was such a big hit. If Ja Rule was like, I kissed a dude, yeah. That wouldn't have made the radio. Yeah, Firefest would have never happened. Firefest, <laughs> I would have saved $1,500. <laughs>
I would have never got halfway to Miami and had to turn around. Yeah, I think unfortunately, uh, I think you're right. And I think I think we're on the right path to it. I think you have a lot of pull. Do you think I do? I think you do. I think that you Isaac should... from Love Boat has a lot of pull. Yes. I think that you have a lot of pull. I think you can go to one of these streaming services like yeah. Peacock or ABC and say, listen, I'm going to put my hat in the ring. I want to host the first gay bachelor. You should host it over me. No, I'm going to be a contestant. Okay. No, you know what I want to be? I want to be the plant in the house. Like, I want there to be a gay bachelor, yeah. but I want to be the guy in the house who's, like, snooping on everybody. Okay. And then we all meet up in, like, the master suite, and I give you all the details on everybody <laughs> with along with the bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I make it to, like, halfway through. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, in a surprising twist, we have to reveal something. And then I turn, and I'm like, yeah, I read it all you motherfuckers out. Yeah. Like, I know everything. And I go <laughs> off, and I read everybody, and then I leave, and then he has to make a decision who he wants to keep. Like, I think that needs to be my role. Okay, well, let's produce this show together. And yeah. I'm ready for it. Because the kind of men I want to date aren't going to be in that show. Well, you don't know that. They'll be on Bachelor Sandals <laughs> with all the old people. You know, I like an old man. Walter Calhoun will be on Bachelor AARP. <laughs> oh, my God, I love you so much. I love you too, man. I really appreciate you coming. Yeah. And just promise me one thing. Yeah. That um, when you do your seating chart for your wedding, mm -hmm. I get to sit with all the single dudes. Okay. And your brother. Yeah, <laughs> I can I I can make that happen. I can. You know that's my thing at weddings, right? What you you people's brothers? No, never. <laughs> I would never ever do it and tell you. I would just do it. I don't believe in outing people, but like I like to give them and be like, if you sit me at a dumb table, I'm yeah. gonna try to hook up with your dad. All right, that's All right. just I that's, would love to see that. I'm gonna try to hook up with your dad. <laughs> yeah, thank you for taking this sip. Yeah. This is bomb. So much fun. Isn't it good? Pretty good. I just fell more in love with Wells Adams. I hate it. I really hate it. He's like the cutest. I, I, I just can't. I can't deal with him. That was so... This is probably the most educational of the podcast that we have done. I think we've learned more about The Bachelor than anyone else in this country. Like, this was pretty damn good. I'm so excited. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. So if you would, please follow me at The Lady Sitter. And to see the video of this podcast, head over to the E! News YouTube channel and click on Just the Sip. And thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. We recently got to 100,000 downloads if you guys can just rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends to do the same, I would truly appreciate it. We'll be back with more Just a Sip next week.